is the Go Blue Crew. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine. Derek, Whiskey Wednesday, man. What are you rolling with over there? Got the uh, good old Costco Canadian whiskey with a little bit of apple cider because it is oh, officially yeah. cider season in the Divine household. And any chance I get, I will drink apple cider. And since it happened to be Whiskey Wednesday, I decided why not combine both of them because I had a taste for both tonight. We had we plugged that Kirkland brand whiskey last week, and we'll do it again this week. I'm rocking the old fashioned um, with a twist, though. I think in drinking terms, that actually means with the lemon, doesn't it? Yeah. I did not mean it that way. Um, With a turn of events here, because I did not measure it, you sent me the link, and I was like, ah, crap, I need to get going. (laughs) So I threw this stuff together. Uh, if, If you're a listener, you know that I just use, like, orange juice because I don't have, like, the real stuff to make an old-fashioned so i just threw this stuff together man it's not good it's not good i'm not gonna lie i want to let you know right now if, if it's ever my turn to pass the link on to say hey you know recording session is ready and live uh you can delay as long as you need to to make a perfect old-fashioned 25 minutes later i've concocted the perfect old-fashioned hey i will wait 25 minutes i will just have had a couple of whiskey insiders by then cool We're going to talk about Michigan, Wisconsin, of course, but first, we're going to talk about the quarterback situation. Now, Derek, I texted you immediately after the Rutgers game, and I said I didn't care for the way Cade McNamara looked when the offense needed a passing game. And to elaborate, of course, in the first three games, everything was working on the ground, and whatever Cade McNamara gave you through the air, it was just icing. And it came easy because teams were rightfully worried about stopping the run. A little bit of a different situation against Rutgers. All of a sudden, you know, Michigan's running into a eight, nine man box every every down and things aren't working and now you need Cade McNamara's arm. It just it left a little bit to be desired. So that's where I was coming from. And you said it's time. It took me fifteen to thirty seconds to figure out what you meant. I was like, did he mean to just send that? And then I put it together, and I believe what you're telling me, Derek, is that it, you believe it's time for J.J. McCarthy to be Michigan's quarterback. Is that right? I do think it's time for J.J. to be quarterback. I, I want to visit this text, though. I did okay. send almost an immediately following and a follow-up text because I did worry. Oh, so. Gosh. Did you read the follow-up? Because that would have maybe helped you within that 15 to 30 seconds. But that was my whole goal. My whole goal was to say it's time. I think he'll know what I'm talking about. It might take him a second, but he's going to get the point. <laughs> and, you know, that's exactly what okay. I was thinking. And I'll and get, I just feel I'll, like... I'll, hold on. Now let me explain myself here. Because now I sound like an idiot. I was looking only at the notification. And so you know on an iPhone... Gotcha. It'll stack yeah, yeah, the yeah. text. Mm-hmm. I, and maybe I'm rewriting history here because I, I'm not sure if it would put the most recent one first or like the original one. I can't, I don't know. But I was only looking at the notifications. And so all I saw was it's time. And I knew I had another message. I didn't read it for a while. So 
That's that's. What I happened. can imagine you looking at your phone, reading its time in the notification bar, just looking up to the ceiling or the sky if you're inside or outside, and just thinking, what does he mean? Like, oh, that's what no. I'm imagining right now. Is Derek okay? Yeah. No, I figured it out. It's It's time for me because I feel like I'm starting to see some throws that should be completed. Um, and it's not like a you know a, a young freshman is going to come in and change everything. You know, there's probably going to be that, and you know, I'd say also a, a greater uh, chance for turnovers uh, because of the type of throws that JJ would try to make. Um, there was one, you know, I saw. I think it was a third and ten. Um, you know, this year and and uh, you know three passing downs in a row, and Cade kind of went for a throw that was the tough throw when he had. Uh, you know, a guy streaking over over the middle. Um, and, and I think that he's trying to make those throws, knowing the person behind him can probably make those throws with experience. And so I feel like, you know, a little bit reserved, but also sometimes tries to force it himself. Um, he's a guy who's, you know, called to be the game manager. He's the starting quarterback. His job is to go out there, manage a game to a win, and he's done that four times. Uh, but when it comes to a passing game and just, you know, the talent it takes to make the hard throws to get out of the pocket. I think that's really what's going to allow Michigan to take the next step. And apparently, you know, the the quarterback in the room that is probably most likely to be able to deliver that is just not quite ready. I'm in disagreement here. And it's because I will just automatically defer to Jim Harbaugh and Josh Gaddis, what they see not just on the field on Saturdays, but throughout the week at practice. What they see goes into the decision-making, obviously. And if they're saying Cade McNamara is the quarterback who gives us the best opportunity to win, I've got no problem with that. I know we've seen J.J. McCarthy in the game, sometimes making pretty ridiculous plays, Um but like by and large, just looking steady, and that's great. But I, I just don't think that it's it's necessary to pull this trigger right now. If all you're thinking about is JJ McCarthy has the better, the higher upside, the higher ceiling. You know, he he down the road is going to be the better quarterback. Let's get this started right now. Not on a team that's four zero. You know, going into October, going. To Camp Randall like I don't I don't think that's the move for for Jim Harbaugh and Josh Gaddis uh considering like just how much it probably took to get this thing turned around from last year I don't think you make that move what I want to know though is like let's say they're considering some kind of two quarterback thing here where J.J. McCarthy regardless of how Cade McNamara looks is going to get in the game how would you feel about that be okay to see that you know i'm still more interested in you know finding a good rhythm um so is it you know a, a situation where cage the starter so he plays more you know i think of trey lance trying to get in at san francisco uh you know if he's in there and, and hot do you leave a jj in, in that situation i think there's just too many questions 
when you, you know, realistically should just have one game manager. And, you know, thinking it's time and, you know, and, and looking at the situation are two different things. And that kind of even speaks into the follow-up text I sent you that day. You know, right now with what you said, 4-0, right now with Cade likely doing everything they're asking him to do, except for, you know, maybe missing on a couple of throws. Um, even the throws he's missed, it's not like they were terrible decisions. Um, and then, you know, what I mentioned in the text, you know, this is a, a road environment in Madison, Wisconsin, that's going to be challenging for everybody on Michigan's roster. You know, they're going to play a really good team, a team that got absolutely blitzed um, by Notre Dame last week in the fourth quarter. Uh, and they're going to come in, you know, wanting to prove themselves. They're going to play hard and they have that home field advantage um, that's, you know, notable around the country at this point with the jump around stuff. So it's not time, I guess, in sense of right now in the season, but if you look at what they may need in from a passing game, that's where I'm starting to get a little antsy because I know there's another guy on the roster who could maybe get out of some of the situations that Cage is going to find himself in or, you know, make, make some of the throws uh, that we've been looking to be wowed by for several years now. Okay, uh, last thing before we start talking about Wisconsin. Michigan schedule next two weeks are road games at Wisconsin at Nebraska then there's a bye week and then Michigan's home against Northwestern so that is an October 23rd do you think by then J.J. McCarthy like I guess what are the chances that by then J.J. McCarthy either has some kind of significant role in the offense or he may be the flat-out starter like what what are the odds of that happening uh, in the next you know i guess three four weeks or whatever i don't know that the odds are great uh, but that's just because you'd have to know what happens during that time and, and so if i were to you know see a, a loss against wisconsin um and then you know traveling in nebraska and who knows you know nebraska's not good but who knows how good michigan state was and, and nebraska made it you know made it hard for Michigan State to win that and had to do so in overtime. So if people think Michigan State's actually good and Nebraska hung with them on the road, you know, that could be an environment too that could technically present a challenge, at least a challenge in why is Michigan having trouble beating this team, just like we saw against Rutgers. So I can say if, you know, if a loss and then maybe some struggle play from Cade on the road where in situations where you need to throw, then yeah, maybe you throw in a guy like JJ to try to save a game or, you know, you give him a chance to play a little bit more by that date that you mentioned against Northwestern. And so maybe not the starter by then, but he could definitely be playing more if Michigan season kind of takes a turn. Uh, and if it takes a turn, and, and we'll get into this, you know, with our predictions with Wisconsin, but if it takes a turn, you know, it's not like it's unexpected. N- neither of us, you know, when we started the season on the podcast, predicted Michigan to to win all games. You know, I predicted them to win more than you did. Uh, but, you know, adversity is going to come. It clearly came last weekend with uh, almost blowing it uh, against Rutgers at home. But, you know, it, it'll be interesting because I think some decisions will change with the roster as the season plays out. Uh, because, again, I, I don't think we can expect him to honestly win every game. Uh, but so far, Cade's, you know, being a game manager that's won four in a row. So, like you said, they're going to stick with what they're doing until proven otherwise. All right, Derek, Michigan, Wisconsin, noon Eastern on Fox. Michigan owns the all-time series here, 51-17. But, as you know, Wisconsin uh, has been pretty good as of late. They've won 7 of 11. The last time Michigan won in Madison, which is where Saturday's game is, 2001. 
Oh, it's been man. a while. <laughs> I I was thinking about that either today or yesterday, walking around. How uh, old were work. you? 2001, I was nine. I was six. But I I was thinking about that sometime this week, and I was like, I wonder what the exact date is. I hadn't seen it yet, but that is longer ago than I was expecting you to say. I knew it had been a while. This was the first time I'd actually taken the time to look it up. Yeah, 2001. Michigan is a two-point underdog here but this line has been moving a lot um i think at one point i don't know if this is where it opened but michigan was like a one point favorite or something so uh, over under though 43 and a half seems fitting probably going to be one of those uh, defensive struggles that unless you're a fan of michigan or, or wisconsin you may not tune in for all 60 minutes of this one uh and nobody would blame you Wisconsin's one and two, Derek, but here's the case for Wisconsin being better than that one and two suggests. So you lose to Penn State first game of the season. That's such a tough way to open the season. And really, Wisconsin was in good enough control of that game to win until pretty late. Um, Sort of the same story against Notre Dame. They led early in the fourth quarter. Then you get a kickoff return for a touchdown. Uh, Graham Mertz through four interceptions two of them returned for touchdowns it, it was not I know the score is very lopsided and the fourth quarter uh it, it seemed to be a blur I'm sure if you're a Wisconsin fan but uh Wisconsin was in that game for quite a while and their only win you know at the end of the day is is against Eastern Michigan so I wouldn't be deceived by that one and two this could be a two and one team you know, if you if you think about closing out against Penn State and then even against Notre Dame, like it was not that bad. So that's what I see uh, uh, in a Wisconsin team that yes, it's one and two, but I don't think that tells the whole story. Right. I mean, when you score that many points in the fourth quarter, it, you know, it's obviously one really bad quarter. It takes away from you know actually three decent quarters and a good start to that game, uh, especially in a you know in a very fun environment and and I look at this and it just you know I I don't even consider the record you know I probably could have forgotten that they were one and two I just see Michigan going on the road where they have had little to no success uh for years and you know it's it's not a ranked Wisconsin team but it's a Wisconsin team and I'd have to check the rest of the schedule they have Ohio State in their schedule do we know that uh I don't know off the top of my head but keep talking even if Ohio State's on the schedule with how Ohio State's looked last weekend could have been Wisconsin's last loss like this is a team that has talent you know is expected to do big things could still do big things and like you said you know where the record record has to factor in is it's not like they lost to a team that they shouldn't have you know Penn State is a very good team Notre Dame looks like they can be a very good team at times and Michigan you know in the first three games looked like they could be a very good team now what we saw last weekend scares the heck out of me because that's your home environment against Rutgers how can you possibly play that way and win in Madison, Wisconsin, you can't. So Michigan's got to play a lot better. They've got to find something um, that they didn't have last week. They've got to play two solid halves instead of just one first half. But this this game scares me, and I just don't think I've seen enough uh, from a Jim Harbaugh-led team uh, to, to go win in a tougher environment. Uh, but I would obviously love to be proved wrong. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, thinking back to the 
to the predictions this season. I think this is the first game I had them lose in that podcast, and it just feels like the way Michigan played last week does not you know, bode well for them heading into a, a very, very hostile environment. No Ohio State on the schedule for Wisconsin. Yeah, so like I said, Wisconsin could legitimately win every game here on out. You know, they're they gonna have obviously have yeah, they have tough opponents, but you know, all teams are beatable in college football. I mean, Clemson's already lost two games this year, and I don't know that we've. It seems like we haven't seen that in our lifetime, though. Obviously, they were terrible for most of our childhood, but man, it's just it's weird to see as as many even the teams struggle. You know, there was one point where I saw a tweet that like every ranked team. Uh, was down to teams that they shouldn't even be losing to. And, you know, some of them made comebacks. Um, you know, some teams like Clemson were, were unable to pull it out. But, you know, it's Michigan is, is likely not going to win every game, and this is their first tough test, and, and this is probably their first loss. You just got to hope they look um, like a team that could compete uh, because we've seen them go into Wisconsin and get drubbed. And I don't know that, you know, this team this year can afford uh, to lose confidence like that this early. I don't who who was tweeting that. That's I, I think that's the bad information. Ranked thing? Yeah, I think that's bad info. I think that's misinformation because Michigan has not trailed this season. Oh no, I was talking about we were talking about the with the um with the ranked teams. Yeah. Yeah, it was like that there's like that day like Auburn was down to like Georgia stay i mean just like a bunch of teams that were were trailing so that's you know all that to say like good teams ranked teams have had trouble with teams that they're not supposed to have trouble with and i would consider last weekend's game even though i you know we talked about Rutgers being good like they played really well in the second half um i just think that you know if if teams that are good are having trouble with teams that have no business hanging around it's going to be really hard for you know good teams uh, to lose at home when they're when they're facing you know top opponents, and I just think Wisconsin has a bounce back game in them. I think unfortunately that comes uh, pay, Michigan pays the price for that, but I think it's not going to hurt their season, and hopefully it will teach them a lot about what they need to to be a better team. The thing that makes this Wisconsin team different than the ones in in the recent past, where you know Michigan's going to Camp Randall, and you can like pretty much chalk that up as an automatic L. This offense doesn't have that dynamic running game that we're so used to seeing. It also doesn't have that steady average quarterback. Like, it's perplexing to me how this team has has fallen off a little bit of a cliff. Uh, Graham Mertz, you think back to 2020 uh, playing Illinois in the first game of, of that season... It just went off, and everybody fell in love with Graham Mertz. And all of a sudden, you know, it looked, it looked like it made so much sense that Wisconsin kind of moved on from Jack Cohn, who's now at Notre Dame. But Graham Mertz has not been good since that game. This season, he has one touchdown to six interceptions. I mentioned he threw four last week against Notre Dame. Now, Michigan doesn't create turnovers, as we know. But if you're a Michigan defensive back, like this has to be very enticing for you, I would think. And I mentioned the run game, just not that effective. Uh, it, it's it's one of those things where you're you're so used to knowing and like fearing the name of the Wisconsin running back. It's just has it hasn't happened this year. Uh, top rusher uh, Ches Melusi. 
and I, I had to look up how to pronounce that because it's not obvious from the spelling, but it's Melusi, Chez Melusi. 106 yards a game. This team doesn't finish drives. The bad efficiency rate in the red zone. They're 112th in scoring offense with 19 points per game. Uh, I mean, I know I've been saying it every week. If I'm an offensive coordinator, I'm telling my guys, like, we're taking shots downfield. These are the same defensive backs who couldn't stop Rocky Lombardi in 2020, okay? We're taking shots downfield, and, like, so far nobody's taken me up on that offer. No, nobody seems willing to do it. I don't, you know, perhaps it's Graham Mertz in this Wisconsin offense. Doesn't seem to be their thing, but somebody's got to do it at some point, I would think, and, and I'm just kind of waiting for that week. So I guess the flip side here is if you're Graham Mertz, Maybe you're looking at this defense thinking, if I get tra- if I get back on track against anybody, perhaps this is Michigan's secondary, but I, I have you know just so little faith in Wisconsin's offense. Yeah, I think you know for a bounce back game, it's a great opportunity, and I'm sure that's something they're talking about. Like, hey, this is a defensive team that you know we can beat through the air, and you know one of the reasons he's been you know playing the way he has and not playing well at all, like you said touchdown interception ratio I think he had five turnovers total himself against Notre Dame with four interceptions but this is a team that has to throw the ball because they don't have that first round running back on the roster Uh, and if they do they're buried and and not quite there yet and and I just think that you know when when a Wisconsin team has to throw you know a team you're used to having big bodies and, and they still have big bodies on the line but just you know create amazing holes for just about any running back to go through they just don't they're not that team this year it looks a lot different this year Graham Mertz is a guy who you know came in he's you know essentially a J.J. McCarthy you know a guy that comes in balls out you know gets gets playing time early uh you know causes another quarterback to transfer um and and just isn't playing great football but there's a lot of season left uh this would be a good chance for him to turn around and I think because of you know some of the holes we saw in Michigan's defense granted they were tired because the offense was doing nothing but we saw a lot of holes in the defense uh, but what I liked is they rallied um, they made stops when they when they had to uh, and that's a good sign and a sign that you know trends more towards the early Don Brown defenses than than the the, the last year of Don Brown's defense on the other side of the ball this is what's got me worried some things truly never do change Wisconsin's defense is solid giving up 21.3 points per game that is misleading um notre dame you know we mentioned the two pick sixes uh kickoff return for a touchdown that has skewed the numbers this is one of the best third down defenses in the country teams convert at 25 percent three teams this is the stat that blows me away Derek. three teams have rushed for 69 yards against wisconsin that is crazy Notre Dame had nine, yeah, right. Notre Dame had nine rushing yards last week. Nine. That's now that's not a team that's thriving on the ground. Like Wisconsin didn't stop a juggernaut, but uh, you're you're hard pressed to only muster nine yards on the ground. So that right there, that's got me worried because, of course, where does where does Michigan want to go offensively on the ground? And we saw how stubborn the play calling was against Rutgers. Like, what happens when Wisconsin just doesn't give you even two yards at a time? And what happens if Cade McNamara isn't able to find a rhythm? 
you know, those third and sixes look so much more daunting when you don't have much confidence in your quarterback. And, you know, what happens if uh, A.J. Henning isn't part of the equation on offense? What if he gets zero touches again? What if Michigan doesn't let Blake Corum get to the outside, make a defender miss, and, and bust one for, you know, 10, 12, 15 yards? Those are the things we saw last week, and it was against Rutgers, so you were able to get away with it. I, I don't think you can get away with it against this Wisconsin defense. I don't think you'll get 20 points playing that way against this Wisconsin defense. I guess the silver lining, perhaps, is Wisconsin is a little more vulnerable through the air. But again, like, what does Cade McNamara look like? How comfortable is he? Um, is he in good situations? Like, it's not going to make much of a difference if you're constantly trying to battle on, on, on third and nine or whatever. But that's the Wisconsin defense. And I, like I said, like, I'm just straight up worried about this one because I, based on last week, like, I don't have a lot of confidence, not necessarily in, in Michigan's, like, offensive players, but I, I just don't have a lot of confidence that, that Josh Gaddis and Jim Harbaugh are, are going to dial up something that puts them in the best situation to, to deal with a very tough defense. You know, if there's one weak point in the Wisconsin defense, it's, you know, the secondary play, and I think... This is a game where, you know, exactly what we were talking about earlier with J.J. and Cade. I think we're going to start to see, you know, more people trending that way uh, because if the secondary is the weakest point, you're going to have to throw um, and you're going to have to, you know, go for some, some of the home runs. You know, Wisconsin has had home run plays against Michigan in, in the games where they beat them badly uh, and we're at home, you know, from big big pass plays, big run plays, big special teams plays. And and I think Michigan has big play potential. That's what makes them look different in person. That's what makes them look better, um, you know, this year on TV. Uh, and if they can find some big plays through the air with Cade, like they have been able to do at other times this season, uh, you know, mostly in, in games that are blowouts. But I, I think that people will be relieved, but you're going to have to find another way to beat Wisconsin. You can't, you know, settle in and say, hey, you know, we're just going to run until it works. Uh, hopefully this will be a good game for Cade. Hopefully this will be a good game for the Michigan offense uh, because the offense is, is definitely going to be able to, to win them this ball game. And, and then hopefully as well, like we talked about on the defense side of the ball, you know, a, a challenge uh, with a talented quarterback who's just made too many mistakes. But if you can get him into the quarterback he was against Notre Dame, then you've got a good chance to win this ball game. Let's wrap up with predictions here. I've got 17-14 Wisconsin. Like I was just uh, saying when when we were talking about how good Wisconsin's defense is, I I don't trust that this offense is, is going to fully utilize that talent that they have. Um, I think this is an offense that is capable of, of doing like enough here, but we've seen Michigan from time to time just become a shell of itself, and the play calling gets stubborn, it gets a little conservative. It I it's hard to you know figure out what exactly is like. Uh, the the mission or the goal there but until I see the play calling kind of break out of that funk I can't just trust that it's going to happen because we've been there done that kind of thing so I, th- I think Wisconsin wins a close one obviously I think this is low scoring it'd be a huge surprise if one team you know bust for like 35 40 points or whatever but I think Wisconsin's got this by three yeah, Wisconsin by four, 24-20. A few more points on the board. Trying to give credit to, you know, offenses that are capable, uh, but defenses are going to make it really hard still. And and I think 
this is just a game that, you know, I, I guess if you were to say, you know, someone's on the pod with us and they say, well, Tyler, you know, they're not going to lose at home to Washington. Um, but, you know, Derek, you know, your first loss is right. I think if knowing that seeing what I've seen with 4-0, it's been a better 4-0 because I thought they could be 4-0 and not look as good as they had in some of those games. Um, they look better than I anticipated, at least in the first three games, especially with their potential. Um, you know, last week was just that reminder. Uh, and then this weekend is already a reminder of like, hey, like this could, you know, go poorly and maybe not go poorly like you've seen in past years with blowouts, uh, but go poorly in a sense that, you know, they could easily lose. So I've got 24 Wisconsin, 20 Michigan, uh, a game that's winnable. Hopefully they'll be in a position to at least win the game, uh, but I don't think they do it this weekend. Uh, I think this team's, uh, you know, one year away or some would say a JJ away from winning games on the road. <laughs> Who has ever said a JJ away? I just started That's it. That's just you. I should, I should probably tweet that. <laughs> claim that a JJ claim hashtag away. first. Well, that's not an official Go Blue Crew stance. You can't tweet it like that. I have a personal profile. That's true. Yeah, do it from there because the Go Blue Crew officially does not endorse that quite yet. Give it a little bit of time, maybe. And and let me say I this. I... It. As much as I would love to see JJ and, and, and just feel like it was electric when he even got in the game and in the big house, I know others feel the same way. If Cade can figure this thing out, uh, Cade McNamara can lead this team to more wins or a road win, I am all on board with that. I'm not, you know, it's not like one of those years where it's, you know, everyone's yelling for the backup and we're miserable. I'm not miserable with our quarterback situation. I just feel like to take the next step, I'm starting to crave, you know, someone with a little bit more big play potential. Uh, but if he can go out there and be a game manager and win ball games, which he's done successfully in every game he started this year, uh, that's all Michigan needs. And, and I don't care who's the quarterback if they're winning ball games. Uh, so hopefully they, they put themselves in a situation where they have a chance to win. Uh, just not going to go into this weekend with too high of expectations. And, and I guess, you know, to get back to our Debbie Downerness of a podcast end, I would encourage other people to, to limit their expectations as well. But we can all be excited together if they find a way to pull this thing off. All right. Michigan, Wisconsin, noon Eastern on Fox, looking for a 2 0 start. The Big Ten play. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Go blue. Go blue.